Hi everyone, I'm Shelby Daniel, and this is Our Story Plugged In. This episode, team member Liza Kotler talks with Jill Roberts about fashion, friendship, and figuring out where you belong. Hi everyone, this is Liza from the Our Story team, and I'm here with Jill. Hi Jilly. Okay, so the question I want to ask is, what is something I need to know about the person I'm talking to? I think it's really stupid to start off by saying your zodiac, but (laughs) I am an Aries, and I think that says more about me than anything in my entire life, because, um, I mean, the number one thing people go to about Aries is that they're very much so outspoken, and they will tell you what is on their mind, and they will not care how you feel about it. Um, and I've always seen myself as the type of person to do exactly that. Um, if I have an issue with you, I'd rather talk about it than go with it unspoken. Um, but at the same time, more strategic. Um, if I'm in an argument with someone and I know that they're really not having it, I know I'm more than capable to step back and say, okay, this is not working and I need to try again later and I will ignore you until I feel like you have calmed down. Um, This is all aggressive and I feel like I should get a little bit less aggressive. (laughs) Um, I think I am a kind person (laughs) for the most part. You definitely are. (laughs) Um, I am very much so... Given how I said that, I'm a very insecure person. Um, I've had to go through a lot of stuff, friend-wise, just personally, which makes me judge if I am a kind person. And I think that's something I'm still trying to figure out um, through reassurance, because I am the number one person who needs attention and reassurance at all times, or else I will lose my mind. Uh, I like dogs. I have two. Um, I do computer science, not because I love it, but because I'm good at it, I think. But that's also a question mark at this point. I definitely relate to that for sure. Um, I went into college as a math major because it was the one subject I was good at. And I got told that theater was not allowed as an occupation. Um, And then I realized... By your parents? My grandmother. My mom doesn't really care, but my father cares. Um, And so I changed to comp sci because um, math is ridiculous. So I changed to (laughs) comp sci because I felt it was another thing I was kind of good at. Kind of questioning that now, but it's okay. Um, So I'm a fashion. I think everyone at at some point during sophomore year questions being a computer Mm -hmm. science major. I definitely we're did too also. We're too far and deep, though, so it's okay. Um, yeah, we are. I'm definitely too deep. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so I got a fashion studies minor in the works um, because that is something nice. that I love and I get told I'm good at. Um, and You are, for sure. You. I want all of thank your clothes. You. You're welcome. Um, I'd like to <laughs> eventually go forward with that. Um, my end goal in life is to have my own either in-person store or online store for fashion, but only do it um, secondhand because the environment's dying. Yeah, so clearly I care about the environment at least a little bit. I grew up at the shore, so I firsthand get to witness how 
shitty our oceans are, especially because I'm in Jersey and we get to see how New York affects us. Um, going Definitely. to the beach and having a bunch of disgusting foam and dirty water is not fun. Um, swimming in the ocean and having pieces of garbage come up against you is also not fun. So that's something that I care about. I like music! <laughs> Um, I'm a big music person. I love music. I love music and I love theater and sometimes they correspond and sometimes they don't. I'm a big concert person, which sucks because they're going to be canceled until 2022. Um, True. So that's horrible and really, really makes me sad. All tea, all shade at this all pandemic. All tea, all shade. I'm pissed. I was supposed to go to three concerts in this month and I now have none and I'm very sad. Um, Garbage. I love supporting local music, local businesses, all local stuff. Um, the whole fashion things go goes in hand in hand with that too. Um, let's see, I like music, I like more alternative, and according to my Obscurify, which I did the other day, um, it's very much so indie. It's rock. It's all that kind of fun stuff. I have I have a yeah, question. Yeah, I'm ready. How do you see <laughs> ready? How do you see like the intersection of fashion and music? Fashion and music. Oh my goodness, so much. We literally didn't cuz you like mentioned you mentioned you love music and fashion and I was kind of wondering like how you see those two intersecting with each Funny other. Funny enough, we actually did an entire unit on that in my fashion class. Um because the class is called fashion and culture, so um we talked about that and interestingly Ooh. enough we did an entire chapter on how military uniforms like influence like artists um so specifically you can talk about Ooh. my chemical romance the beatles um jimi hendrix among many 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 other names um that all were influenced by the military and so that's a big thing um, I think another big thing with it is grunge. Um, I love grunge music. I was brought up on it. My dad is a huge grunge person. It's all that he listens to. He helped me make a 90s playlist <laughs> on my Spotify of all, his, all of his favorite indie grunge music. Um, I love the grunge style. I am nothing without my Doc Martens. Everyone who knows me knows that I collect them. They are the love Tea. of my life. Um, <laughs> your little your little Doc Martin loafers are the love of my them life. So much, everything about it, um, and I love what they stand for. Um, their slogan is that they're built up on rebellion and rebellious people, um, and I love that. And I love the shoes, and I love how it's associated with that music of the '90s, um, along with like, not to forget piercings and stuff obviously I'm a big piercing person I have my nose pierced I have numerous ear piercings I love that style I love curated ears it's a weird phrase I don't know if anyone if everyone knows what that is but I don't think I've ever heard that <laughs> curated ears it's an amazing amazing thing so essentially some piercing shops there are some really big ones in New York NYC piercing is I think the biggest and most expensive I think people like Beyonce go there or something um and essentially they will take a needle and go at it with your ear and they will make it in a way that is 
so pretty and so elegant and it's so cool because they'll take gold and so like they'll put one in your cartilage and like one in like the middle of your ear and then like three going up and like they're it's so interesting because it's kind of like this is gonna sound so cheesy it's kind of like the beauty of constellations and the, and constellation piercings are mm. a thing actually and that's what they're called with that i did that's know. what they're called with the curated ears um and that it's so random but it looks so pretty um I love that side of, I guess you can consider that fashion. I think jewelry and fashion go hand in hand. Um, I also collect, ooh, here's another point. Um, <laughs> I collect yes. vintage rings. So one of my favorite things is to go to a store. It's called Cure Thrift Shop. It's in the East Village um, in the NYU area. Um, and they sell vintage rings that they've collected over the years um and i have many um many many that i love so very much and they all there's just something about them a the quality is better and b i like knowing that i have something same thing with thrifted clothing that has been around for so long and obviously isn't going anywhere and i'm still making use of it so that's cool I love that. Um, what do you think the biggest influence of fashion has been on you? Like, what do you think the biggest impact of fashion has been in your life? Definitely the secondhand stuff. I think that thrifted clothing and all of that, that's a scene that I wasn't always into. My grandmother hates that I wear thrifted clothes. She despises it. Um, I came downstairs one day and I was like, hey, Graham, like, do you like my outfit? And she was like, yeah, it's nice. Where'd you get it? And I was like, oh, I got it from, like, L Train Vintage or something. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you're telling me that my granddaughter is wearing someone else's thrown away clothes? And I was like, well, I wouldn't look at it like that. <laughs> I was like, I, it's actually really good for the environment to thrift secondhand. And she was like, well, I don't care, like, I'm not gonna let my grandkids, like, wear other people's garbage or something like that, and I, and I was like, all right, well, you know what, whatever. I think you missed <laughs> the point of vintage clothes. I was clothes. like, you like, know, <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what it, it's supposed to mean. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, I was brought up with that. My grandmother, I, my sister and I have deduced that the reason that she's like that is because she likes to buy us clothes from nice stores, um, and so that's how I was brought up with, like, expensive clothes like free people stuff like that a lot of surf brands um because obviously the town that i live in it's like o'neill and roxy and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um and so i think we coast kids oh, get that oh, yeah, for sure 100 that shit's expensive i think i started getting into it like i don't know when i feel like my senior year of high school or something um, because I started going to stores, like, there's one in my town, it's called Squan Dry Goods, there's another one in the town that I work in, which is called Rebel Supply Company, like, there's just all these stores where I was finding this amazing stuff, and I was like, why am I paying so much money for clothes? I don't understand. These are just as nice, and they're way cooler, and I love them so much more. And so I started doing that, and then once we got to school like once I got to college it started to really really pick up because I started to educate myself on the benefits of buying secondhand um and thrifted clothes and vintage 
Um, and I also discovered L Train Vintage, which has, you know, the best jeans on the planet. My favorite. <laughs> Literally. And, my and it's always been really hard for me to find jeans that fit because I have a weird body type. And it just, like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> I can't wear low-rise jeans. I, they don't exist for my body at all. They just don't. Um, and I've always had trouble with finding sizes that fit. And I think that going to a store like L Train and just like picking random jeans and being like, oh, that looks like it might fit and trying them on um, without any numbers attached because the labels are so old that you can't see them is A, so much better for your image in yourself and C and B, like it fits better. My favorite jeans ever are a pair of Lee jeans from L Train and they are mine like, too. My, my mom yeah. jeans. My Levi's original mom jeans are from yeah, L Train. and it's cheaper, and they are so love much it. cuter than anything you could find in a store. $8. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Why would you waste your money? Um, so, yeah, I feel like that definitely affects me. Now, if I look at my closet, I mean, maybe 20% new stuff, 80% old stuff. And I love that, and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud that every time I put on clothes, I know at least one thing is helping me and everyone else, um, in the sense of environmentally, um, so, I mean, even the shirt I'm wearing right now, it's, like, from a thrift store, even though it's, like, a pajama shirt. You mentioned, like, your goal is to open your own store, like, in your mind, what does that look like? Oh, boy. Um, so... Or not even, like, aesthetically, what does it look like, yeah, but, like... Yeah, no, I got you. What do you want that to I be? Um, the stores that I mentioned, um which are uh, Squandry Goods and Rebel Supply Company. Um, they're very similar to that of Buffalo Exchange, which I think most people know about, mm -hmm. where they have secondhand and thrifted, but they also have new stuff. Um, and so I would love to open up a store like that where I'm able to either, A, design my own clothes because I'm going to start teaching myself if it kills me by the end of this quarantine. Um, and also, I want to um, be able to have people drop stuff off and have it be at their store. Um, I just want something that has my own take on things, um, hence, like, me wanting to make my own clothes, um, while also having that sense of promoting um, secondhand and thrifted clothes. Um, I think that all kind of fits into your, like, whole idea of, like, honesty and being, like, this is exactly what it is. Take it, like, do with that what you will, which, like, kind of ties into your whole beginning point of, like, you're just kind of a brutally honest person and, like, you say it how it is, which I think a lot of people appreciate. But, like, I think that definitely translated into the whole idea of, like, owning and curating a thrift store and, like, yes, these were all worn by other people, but you can do something with them, like you can make it your own type exactly. of thing. Exactly. I mean, kind of like standing up, kind of like standing up to my grandmother's point and standing up to that old point of view that I think is starting to die down, thank God, that everything has to be new and everything <laughs> has to be expensive. Um, I think killing that idea is so important, um, along with many other ideas that older generations have, but we're not going to get into that. Um, that <laughs> is a whole, a whole different, different conversation. conversation. <laughs> Um, but the ideals of that not being okay just needs to be 
completely discriminated against and thrown in the trash because it's just not necessary. And I did say to my grandma, I was like, well, that sucks because I love these clothes and I think they look so good and you can think what you want about it, but I found some of my favorite things in my wardrobe at secondhand clothes, clothing stores and I could walk around a brand new store for an hour and a half and not find something that fits me or I won't find something that I like and you know that's just how it is and it just makes you feel better in the end anyway. Definitely. What would you say is your favorite piece that you've thrifted and oh, why? Oh, okay. I mean, I told you. You can do like top three if you want. I know that's yeah, hard for Yeah, I mean, you. I told you about my jeans that I live for, I would die for, that I wear every day, even though it's disgusting. Um, but, I mean, I would say, oh, I'm trying to think. I have one sweater that I think I wore every day <laughs> while we were at school. If I didn't wear it every day, I made sure to wear it at least twice a week. Um, it is, it has these crazy different patterns on it. Um, it's mostly maroon, but it has like little paisley symbols on it. And it also has like little stripes on it. And it just, it has all these different prints on one and you can just tell that it's from the 80s by the style of it and you can tell like how well worn it was because there's no tag and it also like has that quality the quality material that I don't that I feel like you don't see today in sweaters um it's not wool and it's not cotton but it's something else and I wish that I could tell you what it was but anyway that's a really big one for me I love that sweater with my entire being that one's from L train um and then, I think I would say my, oh, recent. This is my most recent favorite. I bought, and you're, I know you said this is a podcast, but I'm going to show you because we're face to face. But, yes, I bought these beautiful Doc Martens. Those are the ones I'm talking about. I love those. $30. <laughs> Do you know how much these bitches go for originally? 130 Are you kidding me? Can you believe? Like, come on, man. And they're barely touched. I mean, someone was going to throw those away, and I get to keep them and wear them all the time. That is so mind-blowing to me that somebody would be like, you know what? Bought these brand new pairs of Docs. Like, there are no scuff marks. The center, like, you can tell if Doc, Mar Doc Martens have been worn or not by the center of it and if the Doc Martens writing on the sole is like scuffed in any way or you can't see it untouched and like the leather was completely smooth there were no wrinkles in it which is another sign that you've worn them like they were completely unscathed and the fact that someone wanted to give them away boggles my mind but it's also such a good thing for me because now they're in my possession um so <laughs> and i'm sure they're getting their yes, well worn exactly you. but they're still like worn enough where they don't hurt to be broken in but i also just think that's the style so that's my third aside from fashion what would you say is like the most important aside from fashion and music because we've talked a little bit about both what would you say is like the most important thing in your life Ugh. so i was brought up in a house where um materiality like being materialistic is a really big thing um when I was younger if 
something wasn't like going well, my mom would just like buy me something. Um, she's upset me numerous times and been like, oh, I'll get you a new pair of shoes. So, like, I was kind of brought up to be a materialistic person and I've been working on changing that. Um, and Greg, you know, my boyfriend, um, can really speak to that in that he's trying to help me out with that. Um, because there's been times where he's been like, oh, like, like, for example, for my birthday, um, instead of, like, buying me anything, like, he baked me a cake, um, which was, like, really sweet, but also, like, now he's, like, been paid and he has money and it's, like, taking everything within me to not be like, oh, why don't you, like, buy me something? Um, <laughs> which is, it sounds so disgusting and I sound like such a bad person when I say that, but it's just, it's... No, I think everyone likes things. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also just something that's been drilled into me, and so... I really don't want to say, like, my, the most important thing to me right now is an item, because that would just succumb to exactly what I'm talking about. So instead, I'm going, you know what, I'm just going to talk about an item in my life right now, because that's Do just it. how I've been brought up. Um, it's this ring right here. It is a ring on my finger. Like I said, I collect vintage rings. They're very special to me. This one, however was my grandmother's wedding ring and I know that we've bonded over this because you also have a very special ring to you um, and I've told you this story before but um, essentially I came over to my grandma's house one day and I was like and I was helping her out or whatever and she was like come upstairs and I was like uh, okay whatever and we went upstairs and she was like you need to stop wearing those trashy rings that make your fingers blue I'm gonna give you a good ring a real one and I was like, okay. And so she hands me this. And she was like, your grandfather gave it to me. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Because, like, my grandma, my grandfather passed away when I was, like, 11 or something. And um, that meant a lot to me that she was going to give it to me. And, <laughs> of course, I was like, I don't know if it's going to fit me. Because I have very skinny fingers. But, oddly enough, it fit my ring finger perfectly. Which boggles my mind. Um... Another thing that, a more positive thing that my mom taught me growing up was that everything happens for a reason. And I think that um, the fact that it fit me so perfectly, just like, I don't know, that just, it was more than a coincidence. Um, and so I was out to dinner with her like a few nights later and I was like, she was telling, she was like talking to my mom or something and she was like, yeah, I gave Jillian my wedding ring. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I thought this was just a gift that he gave to you and she was like no it was my wedding ring and so that just like took it to a different level and so that's easily the most important thing to me um just because she's so important to me in my life and she just means like my grandmother is just every person who knows me knows about my grandmother because she <laughs> is a lit like in every sense of the word she is a queen she is <laughs> a amazing amazing human being who I can only aspire to be like so my ring I love that so sweet and fits into the whole like fashion as a form of mm -hmm. expression and like definitely the whole idea of like you just mentioned like everything happens mm -hmm. for a reason we all act the way we do for a reason we have the things we have for a reason like people and things come into our lives for reasons and I think that's definitely it's really funny cool. you said that because I literally had to write an essay 
last year for Com 2, and the topic was um, to write about something that if someone were to meet you for the first time, you would want them to, like, notice this or whatever. And so I said my rings because, I mean, obviously this one, I used to, I also have a ring that my dad gave me as a gift before I went off to college. Um, and also just my vintage drinks in general. I feel like those things just say so much about me. So. This is like a slightly unrelated question, but I've just been asking everyone because this is such like a strange disconnected time. But like, what do you think the biggest thing is that like Fordham has taught you? <laughs> Have they taught me anything? <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> What have you, fine, what have you learned about yourself from Oh, Fordham? that's a much better question. Um, <laughs> there we go, perfect. Um, let me see. I mean, I feel like everyone finds something about themselves in college that they never found before, because I think college is the time of exploration and exploring your identity and who you are as a person. Um, I think Fordham has definitely taught me, I mean, through experiences, Maybe not Fordham specifically, but the experiences that I have at Fordham, I would say that mm -hmm. I've learned the most about people and friendship and how that can affect you in your life. And I think it's so bizarre that freshman year you're thrown into a school with thousands of people you've never met before and you're just expected to immediately become friends with them and that's it. Like, you just, you have to, that's what you need to survive. And I honestly think that it's scary. And at first, you just want to become friends with everyone because you just need that. I, personally, I need it because I am a very um, dependent person, like, mentally, I guess, and socially. Like, I need other people in order to survive. Um as a person um so like immediately like I grabbed onto whoever I could like people living in your dorm like your roommate etc but then as you like as time goes on like you find your people and I'm I mean it's disgusting but I'm so so thankful for the mimes and what they've given me such as people like you because I've found people that I care about and that I can relate to and that talk about the same things I talk about um and have similar interests and I mean like if I didn't do mimes freshman year then I wouldn't have Matt and that is a nightmare in it of itself because obviously like he's my best friend and I lived with him this year and even though that may not have gone as smoothly as we wish um <laughs> it's still um, he still means so much to me and Allie and Griffin and Lizzie and you and Kat and Aaron. I mean, people, my roommates for next year are all mimes with the exception of one who's a roommate of two mimes. So, I mean, it's taught me that you can find people in these situations that are so scary and you can cling on to them and they can help you through it. Um, I don't think I've ever had a more supportive group of people. Um, like this year alone was easily the hardest year of my life, um, for mental health reasons. And without the people at Mimes, like I wouldn't, I would have been alone through it.
Um, and I think that's easily the biggest thing that Fordham, my experiences at Fordham have taught me is that like you can have people and you can trust people. It doesn't matter the amount of time that you've known them. Um, cause I think people put such a weight on, oh, I've been friends with this person since kindergarten or whatever. And I don't have that in my life because I moved when I was in fifth grade, like after my parents got divorced, like I moved. And so I've never had a group of friends that I've had since kindergarten or whatever. I've never had a friend group of friends that I had since middle school. I didn't find my best friends until senior year of high school. Um, and the fact that you can, I mean, that says it in and of itself, but I think Fordham, like at Fordham, that emphasizes it, emphasizes it even more because, I mean, just earlier this year, Allie and I, like my best friend, looked at each other and we were like, wow, we've known each other for less than a year. And that's like, <laughs> that blows my mind. I will never understand that, um, how you can get so, so close to a person. Um, but yeah, friendship is important. Friendship is beautiful. Um, and I'm so glad that I found you, my love. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. For updates on what we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram at Social Impact Storytelling. To learn more about the program and join in the fall, you can email our story at Fordham.edu.